Welcome to the Game Notes Podcast, your Utah Jazz podcast for the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harford. That's Tony Jones, Rob Lopez producing. And Tony, what did I tell you? 3-0. They faced the Washington Wizards, the Cleveland Cavaliers who won a championship in 2016, and the New York Knicks who won a championship in 1973. Is that right? So look, they've, they've played some champions. It's 1973. I think the... The Washington Bullets won in like seventy eight or seventy nine, something like that. Um, seventy nine. Yeah. So, so they're playing. They beat three championship franchises. You know. Okay. So last night, I I, I asked Donovan Mitchell. I said, "What are you guys doing better?" And he he just gave me the biggest stink eye <laughs> that 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 I've ever seen in my life. So I said, "I said Donovan, I said, what are you guys doing better, bro?" He said, well, we're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks and, and the Washington Wizards. And I said, Donovan, that doesn't help my story. He was like, ask me on Friday. Actually, kind of, do- it kind of does help your story, right? They don't believe in that. They, they do not believe in the, they don't believe in the winning streak. They think the winning streak is, is, is a facade and they want to see them beat somebody good. And they're going to have their chances because, right, you, you look at the schedule – and it's Boston tomorrow night. It's 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 the Toronto Raptors on Monday. We're not going to throw the Detroit Pistons in there, especially without Derrick Rose. Yeah, we'll just, we're just we're just going to talk about the the NBA teams they're playing. Yeah, the NBA teams. The Toronto Raptors on Monday at Oklahoma City on 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 Wednesday. Home against the Pelicans. Home against the Grizzlies. And then a home a home home and home against the Lakers. And we're also not going to. Mentioned the Minnesota no, Timberwolves. Still only talking about NBA teams. NBA teams. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Lakers, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies at the Thunder, home against the Raptors at the Celtics. Yes, the Utah Jazz are going to have ample chances to beat good teams. But uh, but not the last three games. Last three games they've, they've not- played the Wizards, the Cavs, and the Knicks. Uh, Tony, your 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 boots on the ground in New York. You're you're on the East Coast. So. Uh, Looking at these at these three games, like they didn't blow out Washington, but they put up 129 points on them. They didn't really blow out the Cavs, but they did win by 13. And then the Knicks, like the game was probably not as close as a final score, but it also was a game that they should have dominated. They didn't dominate. They controlled it, but they didn't dominate it. So is that encouraging or discouraging? The fact that they they played these teams, they played well, but they but they didn't necessarily dominate either of those games. Okay. Encouraging. Mike Conley played very well in all three games. Yes. That's encouraging, yes. right? Discouraging. Uh, the Wizards scored 119 points. The Cavs scored a bunch of points. And Julius Randle, you know, played bully ball against the Jazz for basically four quarters. But the Knicks played four power forwards. So they had like four guys in the lane uh, the entire the entire night. So, um I think encouraging is Conley. Conley looks like Conley, and I don't care. I don't. I don't think that the 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 level of competition matters. I think it was. I think what I'm talking about is is Conley looks like Conley in terms of his um, decision making, in terms of his shot making. Like his shot is back. Uh, you know, he's like 17 points a game over the last three on really good splits. Um, so I think Conley looks like Conley and I think that the, the rotation has, um, the, the rotation between Conley and, and Donovan Mitchell being able to run the team 
um, has kind of stabilized. So I think that that's a good thing. Discouraging thing is the Jazz are still making way too many mistakes defensively. Uh, they're still letting guys who shouldn't be like Colin Sexton had a 30 point night against them. I know Colin had 41 against the Celtics uh, a couple nights later, but Colin Sexton got off. Julius Randle got off. Um, Bradley Beal got off. Bradley Beal is Bradley Beal. Uh, so the defense still has a long ways to go. Um, what are you seeing? I mean, yeah, like I, I'm not seeing anything I'm impressed by, but I do wonder if just getting wins on the books can help lead to like easing some of the tension, right? Maybe it doesn't correct the problems, but maybe it eases some of, the, some of the attention. But from what you're saying from Donovan's reaction to you, like it doesn't sound like they, you know, it, they don't believe it. So if they don't believe it, is any of this stuff getting fixed? Maybe not like well, they, fixed yet. They but don't like, believe. They don't believe it because you know. To me, to me, I don't think to them it's real until they start beating good teams. Sure, right, exactly. But so then that doesn't necessarily ease any of the tension that was happening before. I mean, you know, we talked about how how bad this team's chemistry was, how bad the locker room seemed, how bad like guys are pouting left and right, and they just need to go play ball. So they went and played ball, but it doesn't. It's not necessarily translating to anything that is, um, I guess, tangible. I think what's tangible is that the wins go on the record, right? Sure. And and you know, beating bad teams in and of itself is an actual skill in the NBA because the Houston Rockets just lost to the Knicks, and um, you know. But I think what what the Jazz are looking at is, you know, I mean, there are no bad teams in the playoffs. Um, and when you have to beat somebody four or seven, that's going to be a good team. And right now the, the, the jazz Utah's pendulum, um, in terms of who they can, who they're going to, who they can face in the playoffs is still pretty wide. They can still, they can still catch the Denver nuggets. They can still catch the Houston Rockets. They can still get, you know, I don't think they'll get the Clippers because I don't think they'll fall to seven, but they can still, you know, have a hot, get a hot streak, get up to three and, and get the Mavericks or, or the, uh, or, or, or the Oklahoma city thunder. So, you know, that's, you know, four or five teams that are really good. And if the jazz aren't playing well, they're not beating any of those teams. So, you know, I think the jazz are like, okay, yeah, we won three in a row, you know, things are stabilized. We can actually smile in the locker room again. Donovan can throw his Tim's on because he's in New York. Um, but until we start beating good teams, we we don't know if this improvement is real. And I think that that's what, I think that that's the message that came out of the jazz locker room last night. Um, all right. So let's say that they beat the Boston Celtics Friday night. Okay. Let's say that, let's say they go in there and yeah, no Jalen Brown. And we don't know what Kemba's status is, but let's say Friday night, they go into Boston, they win that, that makes it four straight. Do you think that's when they start maybe thinking even with the injuries to Boston, they start going, okay, now maybe this is back on track. Yeah, I think so. I think that there's a, because I mean, they were so far off track, like, right. Denver beat them with seven guys, right. (laughs) (laughs) On the back to back. Sorry. Right. (laughs) Um, you know, like the Spurs came in and kicked their butts, right? Like the Spurs I mean, the, came in the and kicked Suns their butts. kicked their butts. The Suns posted a one; they had a one thirty defensive rating against the Suns. Um, you know, so so teams 
that had no business coming in and kicking their their their, their collective behinds were were killing them. So I think even if you beat the, a team with as good of principles as the Celtics, even if they're shorthanded, even if there's no Jalen Brown, even if Kimball Walker's on a minutes restriction, you know, uh, even if there's no Gordon Hayward, uh, I think that uh, I think that that can be if they beat Boston, that can be taken as a sign of progress. But if they don't beat Boston and they come back and they beat Detroit and they go four and one on this trip, then you know, all they've done is is what they're supposed to do. And, you know, then they have to go and try to beat the Raptors and then they have right. to go and try to beat the Thunder. Um, and because the schedule because after this trip, the schedule turns tough for the next three weeks. Um, so it, it's it's gonna be interesting to see, but you know, I think the Jazz, you know, they I think they wanna be cautiously optimistic, but you know, it's 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 hard to after it's it's hard after the four game stretch that they've just had uh, to 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 be excited after they just beaten the three teams that they've beaten because they're supposed to beat those three teams. Yeah, well, okay. So now let me let me ask you this: um, they go into Boston and they get destroyed Friday night. Then they're right back to where they were. Right, right. But that's I mean, like you can go into Boston and lose, but if they go into Boston and get destroyed by like Jason Tatum, that's going to be rough, man. It's going to be rough, and then you know, then you know, Jazz Twitter is going to be rough, and it's going to be like, oh, well, you guys can beat good teams, and you know, but you know, you you can't beat. I mean, you guys can beat the trash teams, but you can't beat good teams, and uh, it's going to be a first round out. L- listen, Jazz Twitter and Nuggets Twitter right now are like just one. They're they're one in the same. Like is 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 basically. You know, one of is is basically the most volatile uh, parts of Twitter uh, that we can see because Nuggets Twitter right now they're like, oh well, we're going to go to the second round and we're going to get destroyed right. by the Lakers or the Clippers or or the Rockets, uh, and and that's where the Jazz are right now. So I I think it's incumbent on the Jazz and it's incumbent on the Nuggets uh, as as we head down the stretch. Uh, of, of the regular season to to give their fan bases some hope because right now if you're the Lakers, the Lakers know they can be great teams. Yeah, if you're the, but they don't know that they can beat the Clippers though. So that's that's another issue. Right. But if you're the Clippers, the Clippers know they can be great teams. If you're the the Rockets, the Rockets know that they can beat they they can beat anybody. They beat the Lakers on the road. They beat the Celtics on the road. They've they've already beaten the Clippers. I mean, so they you know, so they know that they can win against great teams anywhere. So I think, you know, I I I, I don't think that it's 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 a hard I don't think it's an impossible ask or I don't think it's um unfair to ask the Jazz uh to, to start beating good teams again. No, seems it seems like the least they could do, right? I mean <laughs> I guess the least they could do is beat these bad teams, but um What's what's been the fall aside from Mike Conley, who's playing better, which I agree. I think he's he's taken advantage of these last three games. What's been the fallout uh, in your mind, good or bad, of the whole lineup change fiasco? Well, I think the good thing is that the lineups have stabilized. Um, what we've seen in the last three games is Mike Conley starting, coming out very very early in the first quarter, seven minutes left in the first quarter, and coming back towards the end of the first quarter uh, to run. Um, to to run the second unit, uh, 
And I think that we've seen a good second unit with Conley, Joe Ingles, and, and Jordan Clarkson. And I think that with the, the rotations that we've seen, I think we've seen a real uh, attempt by Quinn Snyder to stagger Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell so that each of those guys are, are on the floor at some point during all 48 minutes running the team. And I think that's been a good thing. And in and, and, and I think that that's been a good thing because roles are starting to be a little bit more defined. Um, I, I think the, the, the bad thing is that Joe Eagles content, his game continuously is just really affected um, by, you know, the, the lineups and the rotations. Now I, uh, yeah, I, do I think, think Joe, Joe, I think Joe's playing well, it's just not it's not a huge impact, right? Like he's he's taking care of the ball, he's playmaking over these three games, but it's not like I don't feel like there are any overwhelming Joe Ingles moments. Yeah, his usage is down. Um, his his usage on the Rudy the pick and roll with Rudy is down. I think that he's contributing to his own malaise and in, in some ish, in some points because he he refuses to take open three point shots, uh, which has been you know a continuous. Um, battle throughout his whole career because he's he he can be a reluctant shooter sometimes. But you know you're Joe Ingles, man. You're Joe freaking Ingles. Just let the ball go. Let it fly, like, man. Yeah. I I just want to see. I just want to see the game that Joe Ingles just uh, comes out, says screw it, and puts up ten three point shots because he's going to make four or five of them because he's Joe Ingles. He's yeah. a good shooter. I think that I think that there's some frustration. Um, among the staff uh, and among his teammates because it's like, yo, you know, we're swinging you to basketball. You know, just let it go. Just let it go. It doesn't matter. Make a miss. If you go two for ten, that's fine. He's never had that problem before, man. Like, that, it's weird seeing him hesitate. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Nemanja Bialica in Minnesota um, just because there were times where Bielitsa had the ball swung to him wide open and he would hesitate and then just not take the shot. And it's like, yo, you're a shooter. Like, take that shot with Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is an even better shooter than Bielitsa, right? So for Joe Ingles to not take that shot is just crazy. Yeah. And, and the, you know, and some, like, you know, sometimes we're watching games and, you know, there, there were a couple of times last night, you know, Joe's wide open, the ball swung to him. And it's like, uh, okay, Joe, you can throw this up any, no. No, he not. Oh, okay, he's calling. Okay, he's calling Rudy for another pick and roll. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, you know, and 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 his floor game is fine. Like he had like six rebounds and five assists last night. But you want to take him? Like if your your possession ends with a Joe Ingles wide open three point shot, you've had a good possession. And I, and I think that Joe needs to understand that, and I think that he needs to to figure that out and. And and I think that in, in some ways he needs he needs to correct that. And like and I think that's a good thing because you're telling an NBA player to shoot more. Um and you you know, that's genuinely that's generally a problem that you, you, you don't typically have. Um, but you know, it's a problem. You know, the Jazz want Joe Ingles to take more shots, more open shots. And and I think that that's a, and I think that that's a a, a fair a fair question to ask of Joe. So it's uh, it's going to be, you know, probably matchup dependent. But if this team gets into a crunch time game, which obviously they haven't really done the last three games, but if they're in a competitive crunch time game, either against 
Boston on Friday against Toronto next week, the Thunder next week, whatever, one of those home and homes against the Lakers. What do you think that closing lineup is? You know, I think the four in the closing lineup are, are Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and, and Bojan Bogdanovic. And then, you know, that fifth guy is has to rotate between Joe Ingles and, and, and Royce O'Neal. Um, I think you need, I think Conley's playing well enough at this point where, you know, I think he's solidified in, in, into the closing lineup. Yeah. Um, his his decision making is is starting to, to look like Mike Conley's decision making, like really good, makes the right decision every time. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, Rudy Gobert is Rudy Gobert, and Boyan Bogdanovich is started to be starting to be Boyan Bogdanovich again. He had a really rough stretch. Um, I'm interested to see him against Boston again because it's another. I think with the the common thread with Boyan Bogdanovich's struggles. Uh, has been uh, the teams that switch everything. So you can't really bring them off of a lot of down screens. You can't bring them off of a lot of pin downs and stuff because teams are going to switch. Yeah, separation's Um, not there, right? And the separation hasn't been there. So I'm I'm really interested to see how his game is affected by playing playing against Boston uh, and definitely playing against Toronto down the stretch on Monday. because both of those both of those teams do a lot of switching with a lot of long and and athletic guys, um, I know that New York played a lot. Of, they tried to switch, but I mean, let's be honest: when you're switching, in in the guy that switched on you is Bobby Portis. I mean, <laughs> still gonna have a pretty good day. Um, I'm sorry, man. That that, that was, was unnecessary. Good. I'm so bitter right now. I'm just really better right now. I'm sorry. It's, it's my bad. We'd like to pause for a brief moment to ask you, our incredible, faithful, excellent listeners for Game Notes, to click into the show notes for today's episode and then follow the link that's there for a very short survey. Uh, you know so much about us. We really actually want to know more about you and the listeners so we can serve you better. Don't worry. We're not going to sell your information or anything like that. We don't know anything about you. We need to know more about you. The survey is 11 super simple questions. It will take you uh, under 60 seconds to do. I promise that. So head to the show notes for today's episode and click on the link. Uh, thank you, Game Notes listeners. Thank you, Jazz fans, for listening and supporting the show. And please support us by uh, doing that quick survey. Uh, is Rudy Gobert happy right now with the amount of touches he's getting? He should be. You know, and... and What's crazy, you know, he's shooting... Ni- oh, shooting is a is a generous word, but like he's 90%. He's, he's 19 of 21, 90.5% over the last three games. So... The it's high, high efficiency at 90%. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, and it's like, okay, if I'm Rudy Gobert. If, if I'm the Jazz, I'll give Rudy, you know, one post-up touch every half, you know. And then the rest of it is, you know, you, um, you get your touches off of your activity. You dive to the rim. Um, you think they want to bring Kendrick Perkins into the mix you. to try to pull him from ESPN and see if you can waste a post-up possession on him every game too? Like the Thunder used to do. Listen, if you gotta keep the big dog happy, you gotta keep the big dog happy. You give him a post up touch, God, man. What a once man. a half. Listen, even if it's wasting a possession, you know what the play has it. to be. You know what the play has to be is they have to set a back screen for Donovan Mitchell on the perimeter because when Rudy goes and throws that ball against the backboard, Donovan can essentially treat it as a pass. 
Are you saying I'm that saying Rudy he has Gobert no touch? Not yet I'm saying he has back to the basket player. I'm saying he has no touch. He might make shots, but he has no touch, which is fine. Like as long as he understands that that shortcoming, you can work on it. But like he doesn't have touch, Tony. Like I, you, I have zero faith in that. You're seeing this all over the league, though. Do you remember when Marcus Camby used to just? Oh for sure! Oh for sure! Get his ass out of there too! I don't want him posting up. I don't want Kendrick Perkins posting up. I don't want any of these dudes. Turned and threw up, and when Marcus turned and threw up an air ball from eighteen feet, you know what he did the rest of the game? He rebounded and blocked shots. Exactly because he got it out of his system. Exactly. Okay. Oh man, one of the worst things you could ever see. Well, not if you were the opponent, but like if Chris Kamen hit that first eighteen footer in a game. Oh man, you you knew he wasn't going to be around the basket the rest of the game. You keep shooting it. Yeah. Okay. So listen, last night, New Orleans and Dallas. What did Derek Favors do in the clutch? Uh, he airballed a three. He airballed a three from the corner. He, Why he did took he a, shoot that three? He took a 26. They had he, not been giving him the ball all game. Tony, he took a 26 foot three pointer from 23 feet away. <laughs> and, and why did that 26 foot three pointer go up? It went in the air. Because they did not give Derek the ball, and that was an FU shot, and it was at the worst time. Okay? <laughs> this is the benefit of giving your big man a touch because it prevents stuff like that. Man, it's just, I'm, just I'm, I'm just not into wasting positions like that, man. Like, I'm just not. It was, I'm just saying. Man, I get I'm it. I get saying. it. You got to keep gotta waste the possession. Man, there are a hundred possessions in the NBA game. You can waste one. Throw his ass a lob. How about that? They, they listen. They, they. I mean, that, that's part. But that's part of the offense. Listen, Rudy's best game was um, Rudy's best game to me was his most muted game statistically, and that was and that was against Washington because he just rolled to the basket, and you know, three Wizards went with him every time he rolled to the basket, and and. And the you know the jazz the jazz had wide open shooters on on yeah. the weak side the entire time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know one of my Twitter followers was like, "Why aren't they giving Rudy the ball? They keep missing him." Yada yada yada. And I was like, "Are you watching this game? Every time he rolls to the basket and he rolls through the lane, you know he's he's drawing three guys with him, and and guys are getting practice threes on the weak side. He's not being missed. He's not open." And the Jazz are making the right read, and they're getting wide open threes um, because of it. And I thought yeah. that was Rudy's best game of the three. So yeah, no, I, I'm I with, I'm with you. And, and if you're his teammates, you say, "Man, thank you so much for the gravity tonight. I'd like to buy you Takashi or whatever, right? Like, I yeah, like, we, like, we, like no. let me let me get you uh, let me get you a, a gift for this, right? Because that's what it's supposed to be. Not hey. Go on the right block and see if you can throw up a hook shot into the rim. Like, no, that's not what it is, man. You're not a shot putter. What are you doing? <laughs> so I take it you did see that Rudy Gobert air ball last night. Of course I saw it, Tony. Like, come on. And again, I'm not trying to crap all over Rudy. I think he's an excellent offensive player as long as he's within his own limitations. Like, go be a monster around the rim. We don't need you posting up. No one I needs that. No one's asking I, for that except for him. I think if you want him to be a monster around the rim, I think you got to give him the ball. What was the problem the last three half. years when he was a monster around the rim? He, he, they were waste, They weren't wasting. He wasn't complaining about touches and post ups, was he? 
listen, at some point you look at the mirror, like Rudy looks in the mirror and he's like, I am a two-time All-NBA player. I am two-time Defensive Player of the Year. And it's not because anyone's trying to say he's Hakeem Olajuwon out there, okay? That's not how he made those teams. That's how he got those awards. We're just glancing over that accent. Look, I I couldn't tell if it was a connection, if he was trying to do a French accent. I didn't know, Rob. I was trying to do Rudy's (laughs) accent. (laughs) Well, it worked about as well as a Rudy post up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tony. uh, Also, one more statistical thing I want to mention. Obviously, Rudy Gobert, the 90% from the field over the last three games is crazy. Uh, Mike Conley, 18 assists to two turnovers. A nine to one assist to turnover ratio. I told you he's starting to look like Mike Conley. Yeah, man, he looks good. He does look good. Obviously, the shooting's been good, but uh, when he's taking care of the ball like that, like that's that's the special Mike Conley. Okay, so well, we have that's 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 what the Jazz like. That's one of the reasons why they made that trade because yeah. Mike Conley rarely turns turns the basketball over. Yeah, and they had issues with that. As, as good as Rudy or as good as Ricky Rubio was at making plays for others, especially that first year. The second year was, you know, kind of muddled. But the first year, he was so good at making plays for others. But it takes a lot of chances, right? And when you take a lot of chances, you're going to turn the ball over. And, and Mike Conley is way more measured in how he sets guys up. It's a lower vol- volume, but it's uh, it's a lot safer as an option. Okay, Tony, uh, before this stretch of games, you predicted 3-2. and two. I predicted 4-1. and one. They're 3-0. and oh. They have a back-to-back at Boston, at Detroit, Friday and Saturday. Would you like to amend... Your prediction. Um, I got to go four and one now. Okay. Okay. So you think they lose Boston, beat Detroit? Yes. Tony? Now, now the question is this. The question is this. This is the question. Can the the, the Raptors, so the Raptors will come in the Vivian Smart Home Arena on Monday night. Yeah. They will be on the fifth game of a five-game road trip out west. Okay. They will be on a back-to-back. Ooh. Can the Utah Jazz finally take advantage of one of those teams? Because they have not taken advantage of one of those teams all season. Safe for the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, the Indiana that was Pacers, the only one. The only yeah, that was the one they just That destroyed. was the only one. Yeah. Every um, other team... That's been Every on the other back team looks fresh coming into Salt Lake City. Like I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the altitude, whatever. They look fresh though. The salt in I the mean, air, like they're ready. Because they're like, well, we're not going to be defended tonight, so we're just going to be <laughs> fine. Our legs are fine. <laughs> so can the Jazz finally take advantage of one of those teams? Tony, I would like to amend my prediction. Not I only, think you're, I think you're going five and zero at this point. Tony, I'm not going five and zero. I'm going six and zero. They're beating Boston, they're beating Detroit, and they're finally taking advantage of that Toronto team coming on a back-to-back because I also don't think Toronto's going to be healthy that night. So, yeah, I'm yeah, going to Denver six had seven guys on, the, on their back-to-back, and they were, they were fine. It That's was fine. excellent point, and I immediately regret that <laughs> prediction, but I'm still going to go. I said it, and I don't think Rob's going to edit it out, so I'll go 6-0. and you're going, you're going 6-0. 6-0. Well, I, I already regret this. I don't feel good about that prediction at all. Oof. The last two, which, by the way, we kind of glossed over because I wasn't on the pod because uh, you were at All-Star Weekend. But uh, the last prediction I made you know, prior to this one was uh, didn't work out all that well. I think I said they'd go like 8-2 and two during that 10-game stretch of tough, t- tough games. I think they went like 4-6 yeah. or something like that. We kind of glossed over that at one point. Did they actually go 5-5 five and five because they beat Oh, they yeah, beat they did Miami. go 5-5. Five five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
they did go five and five. Yeah, they went five and five. I think I said eight and two. But the one the time before that, I got that dead on. So I'm bouncing back, and I'm saying not. I've I reject the four and one uh, prediction from from last week. I'm saying six and zero, oh, six straight wins, and then I think it's gonna get ugly. You do? You think it's gonna get ugly from there? You I think, think so. Like- I think they lose the Thunder. Um, I think they lose the Grizzlies. I think they lose both to the Lakers. I think it's the Lakers rough. are going to be on a back-to-back too. They're going to have Denver the night before. They are, but, but I just that, that didn't matter in November, right? Exactly. <laughs> it didn't matter in November. <laughs> All right, Tony, be safe in New York. I'm glad you're home for a little bit. Uh, be safe going to Boston. Don't shake anyone's hand. Don't cough on anybody. Don't let anybody cough on you. Obviously, we're at a high alert right now with this stuff. Uh, th- thank you very much. Um, I appreciate you. This has been a good pod. And, and shout out to uh, Rob Lopez, our producer, for, for the excellent work that he uh, that he continuously does. Oh, well, if you're really that happy, you should go buy him lunch today since you guys are in the same city. Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn, and he's at the office. I don't know what that means. All right, thank you for listening to <laughs> Game Notes. Make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star review on the old Apple Podcast or wherever uh, you listen to these podcasts. If you listen in the app, make sure you click follow. You get new notifications every time we post an episode. And uh, if you're not subscribed to the Athletic, subscribe to the Athletic. You get all of Tony's great jazz coverage plus my power rankings. What could be better than that? Uh, so for Tony Jones, I'm Zach Harper. Thanks to Rob Lopez. Thanks to the listeners. This has been Game Notes. Game Notes.